Welcome to the Daily Business Hustle podcast. My name is Alexander Vitkin. I'm the creator and founder of the Daily Business Hustle. On this podcast, I share with you my top unbiased business advice, sales advice, and I talk to the world's top experts in their fields related to business. Hey, it's Alex, and I'm here with Madison from Real Social Dynamics. And uh, Madison, he's just come back from a 30-city tour, or was it countries? Uh, 39 cities. Yeah. 39 cities. And he's basically traveling the world. That's what he does for a living and coaches guys how to get girls. Also, he's uh, quite good at sales. He has one of the highest close rates on stage. So when he gets on stage, lots of people tend to buy from him. And he has tens of thousands of people following him on social media. And he has triple digit growth compared to last year and on his social media. And it's, you know, it's fucking amazing. Welcome, Madison. Hey, man. Thank you for having me. Yeah, um, really cool here in Toronto. I haven't uh, been in Toronto a lot lately. I've been traveling, but Toronto is like my unofficial base. It's cool to see you guys here. Um, yeah, I came up with the 39th City World Tour. I've been just, just tr- killing it, just giving it 100%. And um, when I started coaching uh, and teaching, I was one of the newer instructors, right? Mm-hmm. So people didn't know my brand. Um, and How I'd many ha- years ago was that? Uh, about two years ago now. Two years ago now I started teaching. And... Um, People didn't really know my brand as much, so they couldn't really trust my brand, right? So mm. I didn't have, like, the online uh, YouTube subscription numbers to really sell really hard. I had to kind of think of another way to increase my, my revenue. And it couldn't be through, you know, online presence because I didn't have it. Mm. So what I decided to do was really think about how to close better. So we do these events called free tours, um, which is basically a free speech that people can come out and see. People from our email list, our, our YouTube list, they come out and they see these free speeches. When we have these speeches, typically it'll be a room full of 100 to 200, 300 people, and you'll get a good close percentage, which you, you do an upsell at the end, and you get a good close percentage, and people will kind of leave after that. Mm-hmm. But I noticed, I said, I said to myself, if there's like 200 people in a room, mm-hmm. this is a, I had a, the audacity to have this idea. I mm-hmm. said, if there's 200 people in a room, why can't I close 200 people? Why can't I sell 200 people? Because they're all kind of interested in it, mm-hmm. right? There, there should be like no, no stone left unturned. They had an interest in coming. They wanted something. They wanted to see something. Uh, when they came, they had a, they were, were kind of like a, they had a, they weren't a cold client. They weren't exactly warm either, but they were like, let's say lukewarm. And uh, they had an interest. I just had to deliver whatever it was they wanted. And I said to myself, too, I, I noticed that when I started these speeches, so for anybody that does uh, live conferences or anybody that does seminars or public speaking, you'll have people that are really, really attentive at first. Yeah. And then towards the, like, hour or two hours, you'll see some people kind of, like, straggle out the room. Especially to when they wake them up, you know? <laughs> yeah. They, like, they get bored or they even, like, they're just, like um, – I wouldn't even call it boredom, but they, they, they kind of leave. They got to go, like, take care of their, their family, go pick up the kids or whatever. So you'll start with, like, 100 people in a room. Then it kind of, like, goes down to 80 to 70 when you do your pitch. So one of the first tips I would give to your, your viewers is just fucking keep them in the room. Mm-hmm. Just the, keep the suspension. So how do you keep them in the room is that you kind of, we call it seating, which is planning an idea of what's going to happen at the end. So for me, I start to show a video at the beginning, mm-hmm. and I show half of it. As soon as that's done, I go, hey, I got a great video at the end. You guys want to stay tuned to this. Like, you don't want to miss out. And we're also going to do an exercise, which is incredibly powerful stuff. So if you came for anything, you're going to get anything out today, stay for that video and stay for that exercise. That was a really major part in just keeping more people in the room to make more money. Because you don't have to increase the quality of your sale even. You can just keep them in the room Mm -hmm. and your sales automatically go up. Right? So I started doing that, and that was one of the parts that helped me have the highest – 
face-to-face close percentage in the company. And actually, they're modeling some of the stuff that I do to figure out how do you just sell more. And that was that was a major one because I realized that doesn't include you, uh, in, doesn't require you to read more books, mm-hmm. doesn't require you to become a better salesperson, doesn't require you to you know do much different than what you're doing. Just having a hook so people can stay in the room. Uh, a little bit longer and it makes a world of difference and I, I think a lot of your, your viewers can do that no matter what kind of area they're in if they're marketing fashion promotion if they're even doing event management or whatever it's just keep them in the room give them a reason to stay get them a hook excite them to stay make them want to stay to the end because that's the whole reason of, of why they're they're gonna mm-hmm. they're gonna be there yeah, I had some issues myself closing people on stage. I thought, oh, you just uh, go till the end and you just say, come uh, follow me online. And then eventually they find you somewhere. But what you're saying is stay on stage and on stage already start closing them. And then work towards the end and have 100% of the room stay. And how many of them approximately end up buying as, as a percentage? I heard uh, numbers like 15% is incredibly high. Yeah, 15%. I'm, I'm at like 20 to 22% for when, I, when I'm doing that's, it. That's really fucking high. Yeah, I heard... Yeah, I've never heard any... <laughs> how many of you? 150 with 22% close yeah, rate. Yeah, I'll do 20-22%. You don't need sales calls anymore if you close that rate. <laughs> like a good sales call is 25 to 60% if people already know you. And I think 80% of the room doesn't even know you that well. They just right. kind of know your name and your, their friend invited them or something, right? Exactly. It's not like a completely, um, it's not a completely like cold, uh, warm lead. It's like they just kind of heard about me or whatever. Like I think I've heard about that guy. I'm not really a fan of his. Mm-hmm. I don't follow him on Instagram, but I guess I'll go because my friend wants to go, and I'm closing that amount. And um, one of the things I do too is that you know uh, I'll do a few passes, right? So there's that big pass where I say everybody is in the room, uh, you know, say at the end because you got this great bonus. Mm-hmm. And then towards the end, I'll do a, an incredible, incredible close. Um, I'll even give like a very, very basic formula that I mm-hmm. use. Um, and I've, I've played with different ones, but this is a very, very basic one. You can use awareness, authority, pain, gain, future pace. Um, and that's a very, very basic one. So it's awareness. It's like, why are you here? Uh, authority is that you state your authority in, in the subject, what you've done. Pain, uh, all the problems and challenges that they're having that this will solve. Gain, all the benefits they'll get. Uh, future pace is like one day from now, one week from now, one year from now. And then also urgency, right? So it's limited availability. You talk about the scarcity of the product, uh, the scarcity of your time, et cetera, et cetera. Now, once I've done that, I'll just, I can just go on forever and ever. What's called a PSP, which is a problem solution, problem solution, problem solution, problem solution. You do it for hours, okay? And then once that's done, I'll go into like, let's say like a battle, a battle call, they call it, where it's like you get really motivated, really pumped up, and you really share your passion about why you created it and what the benefits that you want for them. And then the guys will go and they'll, 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 they'll you know, probably go to the back of the room and do some paper forms. Um, what I found is that paper forms seem to be a lot better than text messages. People mm. do these text message things now where they send everybody in the audience a text message. The problem with the text message is they get the text message and then they go home and they do nothing. Mm-hmm. The text message allows them an opportunity to time bridge closing themselves later, which nobody does. Yeah. It's like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do something really good for myself eventually. I'm going to make that doctor's appointment eventually. I'm going to pay off my credit card bill eventually. I'm also going to get that thing that I really want eventually. You know, I've, I wanted a motorcycle. I've wanted it for three years. I haven't gotten that yet. So, this, you know, be damn sure I'm going to like give my money to somebody when I go home. If I haven't even done the things I really want to do, right? So um, I say the hell text messages in that moment. You can send a text message after the event, do it after the event, but in the moment, it's always paper. And I say paper because um, it gets them involved, it gets them engaged. You, sh- you literally get the paper and say, put your name here. 
put your phone number here and you, you point to the paper. If you just <laughs> if you just say like, here's a paper, they don't fill it out. They take the paper, they look at it, they fold it up and they walk to the corner and they go talk to their friend. You have to literally show them like, write your name here and keep your finger on the paper, write this here. And these guys that are, are signing up, they really want to because they are coming to the back of the room. Nobody told them to come to the back of the room where the sales table is. They chose to come to the back of the room where the sales table is. So walk them through it. They want you to walk them through it. And I'll tell you why. I used to have my, my um, I get really passionate about this stuff, right? I used it's to really have a, counterintuitive, by the way. What? To, to, that, you don't, that you don't tell them to go to the back of the room because everyone tells them to go to the back of the room. Everyone. Yeah. But you're saying don't do it. And then if they decide it themselves, then it works better. You yeah. Say. Because I've noticed, that, I've noticed that if they're kind of half bought in and you're like, go to the back of the room right now, they kind of um, get this um, disdain for you. They mm. almost get upset. Now, some guys may be able to flip it, but for me, I found they get kind of like upset. They're like, you're really forcing me now, and it's kind of like a little negative dip in the emotions. Or if I'm like, I'm going to be at the back of the room, or you know, you guys have the information, um, and, and you know, sign up right away. I'll, I'll, I'll do a very, very like soft um, guarantee. Mm-hmm. I'll say, hey man, listen, there's a 30 day money back guarantee. So if you're not completely satisfied, and I know you will be, everybody else that's gotten the program is completely satisfied. But in case you're the one person that's not. Return it and don't worry. Me and you can still be friends. Mm. We'll still be friends. Don't worry about it. But you know, I won't. I won't be mad at you. You'll see me in the street and I'll shake your hand just the same way. And we'll be friends if you don't want it. There's a no risk guarantee because I'm going to treat you the same way that I would want a coach to treat me. And I'm, that's by giving you complete trust in the program. And I, I completely trust it myself, right? So I lower the bar on the risk so far that guys feel very comfortable to come to the back mm. of the room and even ask a question. So they feel like they're not going to be closed hard mm-hmm. by coming to the back of the room um that's one of the things that, that i that i that i do um but i was saying i had some volunteers a while ago and my volunteers uh they were at the back of the room they were they were doing the sales forms and they were very hesitant to say like put your name on this part or put your phone over here they didn't want to do it and because they had a they had a issue with the idea of like 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 closing hard yeah, and yeah. I think it's a disservice to myself to not close hard. Yeah. I think it's an insult to myself to not close hard. If I put out hours and hours and hours of free content, like the, the Gary V jab, 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 I put out hours of free content. I busted my ass and I sacrificed personal relationships and family time and travel. And I sacrificed so much. And I'm up late night editing. And I've done all this. I've given it to them for free. And it's a disservice to me and a disservice to them to not close hard because they came there. They came there and they sat there for three hours or two hours or however long my speech was. And I, if I don't encourage them to go for what they want. They're never going to do it. They've watched the free content and they didn't do it. They came to the event and they didn't do it. So if I don't help them to get over the edge by getting them this program, I'm doing a disservice to their future growth and their future potential. Mm-hmm. So it's really my fault if I don't if I don't close at the end because I'm not letting them get what they actually want, mm-hmm. um, and 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 that would be me being a bad motivator. That's the way I view it in my head. Yeah, and if if you don't close them, then they don't get the benefit yeah. of getting the result. Because I've noticed, I also coach. Obviously, I coach sales and marketing and business in general. But what I've noticed is if someone doesn't pay you for a certain advice, like stuff that's actually hard, like getting mm-hmm. on a sales call and closing someone for 2,000 hours, someone doesn't pay you to learn that, you can give them all the advice for free in the world, 
and they will not do it. Like 99.9% of people will not do it. And it sounds really weird, but I, for me it's the same. Like if I, you know, back in the day I used to like torrent some sales book, I didn't even read those sales books. I was I was really doing sales calls, but without reading the books. But once I started paying, even those $20 for those books, that's when I really uh, started to understand sales. Like I could close before, but three years of trial and error was really a nightmare. Yeah. Whereas once I started paying, and getting coached and reading what I paid for, you know, that's when I started really closing at a very high level. And I was able to explain stuff at a high level, whereas before it was kind of just, it's dabbling, let's be honest, it's just dabbling. So if you don't, if you have something absolutely amazing, because you're there, you know, it's okay to make money. Money, it's not a big deal. People think, oh, it's evil to close or it's evil to make money, it's evil to run a business. But money is not a big deal. It's to help the buyer and the seller. But as a seller, if you're 100% convinced and you're 100% sure and you've seen it over and over that clients get results, then it's your absolute responsibility to close them. And it's a disservice to them if you don't close them. Do you agree? Entirely. Yeah, man. Like, like that was a hard thing to wrap my head around because I was always like a very nice like Christian boy when I grew up and I was like, well, people, I, I believe this. I'm like, people are intelligent. Oh. They'll make the right decision if they know it's good for them. Mm -hmm. I'll just display the information. I'll tell them about the benefits and they'll see it's a really great product and they will get it. And I hate to tell you, we're Two all sales. idiots. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're all idiots. Nobody actually does what's good for them. Nobody actually just gets a product because it's fantastic. The product doesn't never, it never actually sells itself. Maybe for Apple or iPhone or something or Zara clothing because um, they don't market. But in my opinion, the product actually never sells itself. So I had this assumption that everybody was so bright because I think I'm so smart and you think you're an intelligent homo sapien as well. You're an intelligent creature, right? So you think that people are smart, but we don't make smart decisions. So one of the biggest things that I have to wrap my head around is that people buy only on pure emotion. Only on emotion. As I'm saying that, you're like, I don't want to believe that. It's true. Only on emotion. How do I know? Because I presented amazing facts for many months and nobody bought. Mm. I gave them the information for free and they didn't feel compelled to buy. When did they buy? When they were emotionally inclined to, when they felt pain, when they felt like their arm was bleeding and I had the remedy to stop that bleeding so they didn't die to death or drain from blood. That, like, that's what I do in my sale. And when they felt that, that's the only time when they actually bought. So one of my biggest realizations is that you're not selling a product, mm. you're not even selling confidence, you're selling an emotion. And the better that you convey the emotion from the product they get, the, that's the sale. The sale is not even the product. The sale is the emotional experience that they imagine from their product. And you want to sell that so hard. This is what I got from Owen. He says, you want to sell it so hard so that when they go home, they are twitching because they're <laughs> upset because they know that they're going to go and take some of that money they've saved for their rent and they're going to now give it to their the product that you're, you're proposing. And even as I say that, it sounds like an asshole thing to say, like, I want you to take your rent money and buy this product. Sounds like, sounds like an asshole thing to say, but they do it anyways. They do it on credit cards. They do it on big screen TVs. They do it on bottles at club for the weekend. For the weekend, at least they take their rent money now and they send it up, spend it on my product. They're gonna have a better life. I want them to take their rent money and buy some books. I want them to take their rent money and buy some products. I want them to take the rent money and use it on something useful rather than taking that rent money and using it on more bottles, using it on a bigger screen TV, using it on more Xbox games. They're gonna be bad at budgeting anyways. They might as well budget a little bit better by getting this product. So I want them to be so emotionally wrapped up into it that they're moved. It's not even the product, it's about an emotional experience. Mm.
Another thing that I noticed, well, obviously you're very good at, is you're always traveling, right? Mm -hmm. And obviously you're getting girls while you're doing that. Mm. So how the hell do you do that? Because I know, I know, I know what you guys want. You want to travel, you want to build a business, but you know, at the same time, you want to go where the girls are, and you know, you want to get stuff. So how do you actually do that? If you're in a place for between two weeks and three months most yeah. guys need half a year to a year before they have like a social circle or something but if you're in a place you don't know anyone uh you're just kind of some guy and you're just right in the city it's big and scary everyone's trying to scam you it's like south america people have guns what do you do right um first thing is if you're a guy that's uh, self-employed or whatnot first thing <coughs> definitely first thing i would say is just get on tinder and get the tinder uh a tinder the upgraded tinder that allows you to set your destination um uh of a country that you're not in or a city that you're not in you want to do this seven to ten days before you hit the city and i'll explain why that times the time schedule um if you get a number it takes a little bit of time to, to talk to a girl uh to even get that number okay so it takes like three to four days of texting maybe to even get the number on the, for the average guy and then it takes one or two days of calling and texting to even get her out so that's a seven day uh sequence right And I found if you get the number too early, what happens is the natural momentum of her being excited to meet you kind of dies off. She's like, I want to meet this guy. Oh, he's not available. Okay, well, I'll see him next week. And then by then and next week, she's kind of like lost motivation for the actual, mm. the actual meetup. So the seven to 10 day window seems to be very, very ideal when it comes to um, meeting a girl. Now, let's say you're in, in that city. Now you've met some girls. You met some people that you, you want to keep in contact with because you got to leave again. I found the best way to keep in contact with them is through uh, video. Texting is dead. Text messaging is dead. Texting is just a word on the screen. You know, it, it doesn't really excite the emotions that much. Um, most communication is nonverbal. They say it's body language, eye contact, voice tone, shit like that. So, you know, texting is kind of not going to keep the, the emotional flames going. You got to get on the, the videos. You got to do the Facebook video, the Facebook stream. You got to do the Instagram story directly to her inbox. You got to send a little video every once in a while. So if I was here, I would be like, hey, what's up? Listen, it's, my, it's like my pretend phone. I'm like, hey, what's up? Look, this view is amazing. This view is amazing. You should totally be here. The view is so sick. Why are you not here? Why are you not here? Anyway, I miss you so much. Keep in touch. Send a video, right? And you do this, all these locations that you're at. So the girl's like, wow, it would be great to be with that guy right now and experience some life with him because he seems like he's having a great time. And those are the two major tips that I use for that. Wow, the bugs are going insane. <laughs> What the fuck is They're this? They're about to go in our mouths and our nose just now. It's going to be insane. At least they're not mosquitoes, right? Yeah, yeah, that's I a little hope. bit better. It's a little bit better. Uh, so that, that'll be my final two tips for guys that are traveling. I'd say, again, number one, set your Tinder a little bit earlier, uh, seven to ten days in advance. Number two, send videos of fun things you're doing even before you get there so the girl knows what it would be like to experience being around you. How can people find you? Like, if they want to find out more about dating and girls and your travels and just want to see some fun videos, what can they do? Yeah, cool. Um... You want to find me? Best way is YouTube. Check out RSD Space Madison M A D I S O N on YouTube, and you can find me there. Instagram, the same name, RSD Madison. I uh, post a lot of stories on my Instagram. Goes like a lot of rants like this, kind of like on business ideas and things that I'm experiencing. So I always uh, drop my new, fresh ideas there before I've really uh, harnessed them. So you get a lot of raw, uncut information there, and you see what I'm thinking, what I'm going through. Um, next few weeks, I'm going to be dropping a program called the Madison Bootcamp at Home, which is uh, basically 
basically you're um, analyzing your archetype and your personality and helping to uncover your blind spots and your sticking points. Uh, that's a dating program. And then kind of like academically in the future, I'm going to be working on um, men's rights movements, feminism, kind of like uniting them and working with the uh, McGill University in Montreal to do a documentary on men's health and um you know, my, my whole goal in the future is to kind of work on taking these skills that I have, these, mm. this knowledge that I have, and um, transferring it so that everybody can use it, whether in a relationship or not, whether they're a single guy or not, just mm. for the better, the betterment of, of mankind, so, so to speak. So that's how people can find me. And, uh, you know, if you, if you uh, find me on one of those, like either YouTube or Instagram, send me a message. Tell me that you found him on this channel. You came from this guy. I'm like, yo, Vitkin sent me here. I'm like, oh, sweet. <laughs> and like, well, like thumbs up the comment just so I know where you're from. That'd be cool. All right, this was our show for today. Please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast if you like it. I'll see you next time. If you'd like to find out more about me, visit vitkin.net. That's V-I-T-K-I-N.net. Thank you for listening to the show and see you next time.